0: Hi everybody and welcome to Therefore a Geek episode 152. I'm Andrew
1: and I smell like the California desert and gunpowder
0: which is probably better than what you normally smell like
1: which is entirely correct
0: anyways today we are going to go ahead and talk about solo
1: yes because well, the other half the other half of us is going to talk about solo well i mean I, you know I we gave we, a good good blabbing on solo last week
0: well you gave a good like spoiler free like you know kind of this is how i feel but now we can actually like really talk about it cuz i finally got around to seeing it on friday
1: yes I thought I was pretty good for a spoiler-free dude. No,
0: absolutely. You, you, you were very good, especially given how much you don't give a shit about spoiler-free. I really don't. Right.
1: <laughs> and really, it, let's just be fair, I was doing it for you. I could really care less what the viewers or the listeners No, thought.
0: no, I realize that. I realize that, and I, and I greatly appreciate that. No, but uh, I got out of work early on Friday because we got pissed off at my boss and just basically said, fuck it. And, uh, Seize the means of production! Basically. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go see a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. So I love seeing a movie, like, kind of early in a work day, because it always reminds me of that scene of Jackie Brown, where Robert Forrester is, like, telling his, like, partner, I'm going to go see a movie. And his partner's like, okay, cool, what movie? Something that starts soon and is short, or whatever that line is. And I always just thought, that's really cool. I want a job like that, where I just, you know what, I'm going to go see a
0: movie. You no, know I mean, like, so I, I ended up going to, like, an 8 o'clock showing. Like, it wasn't, like, an early showing, but, like, I didn't... I got out of work at, like, 5, and I wasn't expecting to get out of work until, like, 10 o'clock that night, so I'm, I'm, I'm working a really fucked up schedule. I actually have to stay up all night tonight because I'm working back 12s uh, for the next couple of days, so, like, my schedule is just utterly and epically fucked up. Yeah, and I also
1: have to stay up late tonight all night because I'm only halfway through Shadow of War, right. so I
0: empower to people priorities right but at any rate let's get back to solo let's do this all right
1: so what did you think i'm so curious to know what kind of a big hardcore star wars fan Especially someone who has a very, what I would say, a positive take on the Disney Star Wars films thinks about this.
0: You know, I generally enjoyed it. It, it, right. it, it, it kind of delivered on what I was hoping for, which is a, a good science fiction Star Wars universe heist film. Yes. You know, and it had kind of all of the, the elements. You know, you got the the initial kind of, you know, here's, here's the, the job we've got to pull. Right. And then you get, you know, assembling the team. Mm-hmm. And then you go for the... The heist and it doesn't go very well so you got you know plan b right and yeah no I, it really kind of delivered on everything there were a lot of great little like references back to the the other films right totally um yeah like you said it explains you know why where hans uh where the, where the falcon learned to communicate you know the the falcon that we saw in the in the like production stills was very clean and neat mm-hmm. and you know we see you know the falcon get beat up and you see like certain thing certain things that are different about the falcon like the right. The fact that there's quad laser cannons instead of you know and in and, and this there's a single cannon um mm-hmm. the landing gear on the falcon are different the uh the antenna on the falcon's different like and and without being like super obvious like you, you get to see like why those things are different
1: yes and i thought that was cool i think for me one of the things i enjoyed the most was how the falcon's navigation computer became the navigation computer I do remember that line, which is one of the lines I enjoyed from the uh, Empire Strikes Back, yep. was when C-3PO is interfacing with the navigation computer, and he's explaining all the kind of bizarre terminology it's using. And we have the character L-337, yep. which is a droid. Well, okay, so let, let, can we talk about this first? The that, character droid was a, that
0: character was hysterical. That character okay, was hysterical. so you liked it. Yes. I liked it too.
1: But do you remember, I don't remember if I shared this with you or if I've talked about it with other people, but there was another podcast I listened to, and I... I think it was called like the politics of Star Wars or the philosophy of Star Wars. It was from one of those, um, the libertarian, uh, podcasts I listened to. And one of the things they brought up was like the lack of droid rights in the Star Wars universe. Right. By the, uh, you know, these kind of lack of rights for these seemingly sentient creatures. Sure. That it just never addressed in a- anything ever. And then in this movie, all of a sudden, it's totally a thing. Yep. And I I don't know if it was an inside joke. I don't know if this is something that is in fan circles quite deeply. I know it's around, because obviously it was mentioned in this podcast, and I've talked about it with a few other people. But I, some people reacted to it negatively. I reacted to it quite positively. I thought it was kind of funny. What did you think?
0: No, I thought, I thought the character was hysterical, um... No, you know what it reminded me of? You remember there's the the episode of Futurama um, where like the, I don't know if the robots are on strike or like revolt or something, and there's the Focus. little the little uh, tiny communist robot,
1: right? The kind of like birthday greeting robot. Yeah, that it, turned, was birth- like, it was the birth. It was it was spouts. Marxist propaganda. Yeah,
0: it was the Mother's Day card. That's what it was. That's right. It was the Mother's Day episode where all the because ro- all the robots buy presents for mom. Right. Um. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just spouting off all the Marxist propaganda. It kind of reminded me of that. Did I, you not I love it, it
1: when when she like knocks off the kind of like rerouter or kind of suppressors that the other robots have on, and the one robot goes up to the button to push like the to knock the collars off the prisoners, and he's like freedom, and he hits the
0: button. There was that, and like just the the abjects like craziness that the other robots just started like the one of them's like i don't even know how it got up there but it's up on top of the console stomping on things yes yes I I like, do, my first like thought was that. how did it even get there it's like a <laughs> gonk droid he doesn't have arms
1: right do those lights extend is that how that I
0: works i don't know but it was hysterical yeah
1: it was it was pretty good yeah
0: and like l3 was just like i found my calling
1: yes 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 i i enjoyed that a lot yeah, yeah i mean so what, what were other things that stood out for you
0: um yeah i think you're you're, you're definitely right with the amelia the clark character um with kira that like she, she she's done some shit and she's not proud of anything anything right 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 i don't know that i would say that like it makes more sense like like she and han together i mean to an extent but like it certainly explains kind of more of the way han is why han is the way he is sure um I mean you're right um Alden uh oh um Aaron Rack Aaron Rack that's right and uh Donald Glover both both do their characters just perfectly.
1: Uh yeah, I thought they were I actually thought the kind of primary four, Amelia uh, Clark, Donald Glover, Alden and Woody Harrelson were really on point. I really felt like their their characters were really on point and I Yeah. I, and I was curious uh how do you think of ba- Paul Paul uh, I can't keep getting this guy's name right. Botany, Bennett, Patent, the shit. bettany, bettany. Damn, I I always know it's that, and I can't, as Dryden Voss, because I actually did a little bit of research after we did the podcast last time, and he was not the original Dryden Voss. Um, when they did all these reshoots, they re- they couldn't they couldn't get the guy, the original dude Who whoever was the, it was.
0: Oh, you don't. Remember. I can't remember.
1: It's in, it's actually in the Variety article that I posted a couple. So maybe I can hunt it down. Um, but
0: um, I, I mean, I, I, in general, I like him.
1: Did he strike you as kind of a Bond villain-ish portrayal? Because that's the way I saw it.
0: It didn't. Uh, it didn't strike me that way. But I can see what you're getting at. I I can definitely see it. There there's definitely the like I need to justify myself kind of speeches and the like almost i mean and, and you know it comes to star wars has this in general but the very british british kind of like yeah this is sp- that's very close. sparring you know like the bond villains like one of the things they, do, they tend to like the verbal quips the, the verbal quips the, the verbal sparring between bond and and the villain yeah he had that too i can i can see where you're getting at it didn't like it didn't immediately strike me that way but yeah i, I can roll with that um oh, what else did i like oh, you finally get we finally get to see the uh the Sabat game like the infamous yes. game
1: and i and as, as a person who studies sleight of hand and gambling cheating techniques I, I did appreciate. I just like the fact that Lando cheated. Not only with, did
0: he cheat, but like at the end where he's like trying to tap and get the card.
1: Right, he's trying to like do the same move because yep. because Han caught him. I I, I like that. Um, well, it, I also, it also it also brings
0: it back to uh, the, the line from Empire when they when they first meet meet back up. It says, hey, you lost her to me fair and square. Right,
1: right, 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 right. No, and I and I like that. But now I'm curious. You know, just going on the movie like this. You know, maybe they never see each other again after that poker. game game i i I don't know what the kind of behind the scenes canon is to uh the han and lando stories but do you think we got enough han and lando do you think they built up a relationship or do you think maybe they were a little too frosty in this movie to justify how kind of chummy they may have become in the the original
0: three yeah they may have rushed it a little bit yeah Okay. I mean, you know, I don't know if they are if they were ever planning, like, further Han, Han Solo films or if this is just a, a one-shot. Right. Yeah, um, I don't know
1: either. I, personally, I would have liked to have seen another Han Solo film. I'd like to see him run jobs for the Hutts. It's not going to happen, but I'd like to have seen it.
0: Yeah, you never know. But, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. But I, I think it was one of those where they, they, they decided that if they were only going to get one shot, they were going to make sure they covered certain things.
1: Sure, that's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I think one of the things they did best is, is the little touch to the other films that were not like over the top in your face like the one that that like really got me in Rogue One was the the two guys from the Mos Eisley Cantina Mm -hmm. and that was just like that was too on point right whereas like everything here was was subtle it was you know you lost her to me fair and square it was it was the dice because you Mm -hmm. do you see the dice in one scene in A New Hope hanging from Mm -hmm. the the Falcon Right. right Yeah, it, it's the you know L three now being the the voice of of the Falcon and all that kind of stuff. Um, that was that was very well done. You know, especially in something like Star Wars where there's just so much you can like point to and like so. That kind of stuff, it's so easy to be, like, too on the nose. Sure. And and I think I think they did a good job. And you know what? The movie looks really good.
1: Yeah, I like, uh Baruch was with me watching this, and he really liked the costume design and the set design. He really, really enjoyed
0: that. Yeah, the only thing I'm getting a little tired of is, like, the, like, remote desert outpost. Yeah. Because oh, that's, that's we've yeah. done that, like, four times now.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, but, like, like the, the planet with the, tr- the train was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Corellia was pretty good. You, you know, it's one of those things, like, when they were driving through the, the dockyard, like, you you and I have worked in big industrial environments like that. I'm like, yeah, that's what that shit looks like.
1: Yep. No, I actually enjoyed that. I, I yeah. liked that, that that the Empire and the Rebellion, for the most part, was on the periphery. Like, that's, that's kind of... I enjoyed that the villain... Even though we really didn't have a villain villain, that there wasn't, like, an Imperial captain trying to hunt him down or something silly like sure. that. I just... I was was kind of happy we did without that. Uh, so here's the question: the, the the Marauder at the end of the film who takes her helmet off and reveals herself to Han and Woody Harrelson. Uh, do we know who she is? Do we? Did we?
0: Not is she from something? Not specifically that I have been able to okay. find. um okay. I, You know, I kind of suspect that like that she could be um, Forrest Whitaker's niece. Oh, okay.
1: Because uh, I talked to a few people who saw the film. And this, the reveal when she takes the helmet off and reveals herself, I at least one person I spoke to went, "Do I do I need to know who she is?" Because I, the so, way it was shot was it like, was a big reveal, and I was like, okay, who's that?"
0: So, so I thought about. The, I think what the reveal, what they were going for, is not so much who it is, is that instead it's of being a like, "Girl," yeah, it's a teenage girl.
1: Right. That's what I actually kind of came down on. I, 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 I see. I that was the only thing that I could come up with was, "Oh my God, it's a girl."
0: Yeah, no, I think that's what it is. Especially after watching the character fight on the train, sure, you kind of expect it to be, like, someone else. Um, but no, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I like the fact that, like, the first heist does not go well, and, like, people die.
1: Yes, I did too. They off a bunch of characters in this movie. I was totally cool with this. I like it when you don't have to worry about plot armor. Obviously, we know Han Solo and Chewie have to survive, and, and, and of course lando but when when there's really no plot armor or you're not trying to plan for future future films and right you, there can be stakes and people can be killed it just makes for a more interesting story for me
0: right no yeah like when they shot the guy's like okay well, he got shot and it's like oh oh no no, no. they're actually I- they're actually killing him.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Um. That was a uh, Jon Favreau's character, yeah. Rio Durant. Yes. I thought that was, I like that kind of stuff. Okay. So here's what I need you to explain to me. Did you know going into this that we were going to see Darth Maul? And did you go, what did the Fuck are they doing here? I need. We need to talk about this. Okay. This is something so, I've been dying to talk so to you the re- about. So
0: the reason you have no idea what's going on is because you haven't watched Rebels. I, I'm sorry. Not, not, Rebels I'm sorry not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Rebels. Clone Wars.
1: Okay. Fine. Also true. Yeah. I knew. I knew. Extra canon material had to factor into this somewhere.
0: Yes. So I think season four of Clone Wars, we find out Darth Maul survived and was mm-hmm. like living, I don't know, in some kind of like sewer or something with like this, like people found him and like attached him to this like giant spider body. Yes. Okay. And eventually, eventually he gets like away from that and gets like robotic legs and stuff, like we saw him, like you can you see him in at the end of this film. Yes. And yeah, I I don't remember if Crimson if Crimson Dawn was a thing from that.
1: This is a comic book series.
0: No, no, no. this this is from uh clone wars okay i don't remember if it was or not um but maul was going into like doing uh like um mercenary and like um criminal organization kind of stuff at the end of clone wars okay at one point kind
1: of gone rogue is what you're saying
0: we i mean i mean since he'd been assumed dead yeah he he's he's been got it Rogue for quite a while. He, um... At one point, he... Like, in Clone Wars, like, the Mandalorians, as we think of them, like, the Boba Fett kind of Mandalorians, are, like, more like an outcast, like, offshoot group. Mm -hmm. Um... And Maul takes them over and then uses them to take over Mandalore. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So seeing Maul, I was like, okay, like, and a part of me is like, yeah, I kind of want more, I kind of want more Crimson Dawn now. Like, I don't necessarily want like, you know, like all this crazy, like Darth Maul kind of stuff, like, but, but I like, I like him floating around in the background as like this kind of criminal organization, godfather kind of, you know, head of of the family kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, I I see where you're coming from and I think those familiar with the franchise, um, that makes perfect sense what you're saying. I was thinking it from just the average fan and then the average moviegoer seeing this and going, what the hell is this? This oh yeah no, no 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 yeah and i think i, I don't disagree with you know th- these stories could be expanded upon and crimson dawn and all this other stuff is is great but how do you just drop that turd in the punch bowl and walk away from it i just as that was the one real point in the film where i went no that you shouldn't have done that if they were going to do that then darth maul should have kind of been established early on and shit should have gotten explained the, the just the way that was done i was not a fan of
0: yeah I, no i can not see so that much
1: that it was done but just the way it was done
0: i, I can see that i I did, so, like the fa- assume- I did like the fact that Kira, like, after she kills um, Dryden, Boss, yeah. yeah, takes the ring and basically, like, instead of going with Han, assumes her place in the organization.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. There was some way, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed that also, just the way they, they kept pulling those two apart, you know, and, and Han's motivation, I liked it. All he wanted to do was get money, enough money to get his girlfriend out of the shit situation she's in. Yeah and he never knows how deep of a shit situation she's been in she's in yeah he never finds that out she doesn't want to tell him because like i so i i like that there was a, some criticism to this of you know han should have gotten the girl or the, they didn't like the, the whole the way the kira thing played out that Han was supposed to be some kind of lady killer and I had seen this floating around the internet. I'd like your take on it because my take on it is that I have never seen the Han Solo character as the character that gets the girl or is a lady killer because I've only ever seen him with one lady. He is not the Star Wars version of Captain Kirk. Uh, but that, I don't know. Did you? How did you respond? How did you react to the the way that the, the Kira Han story resolved itself?
0: No, I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I, yeah. Again, I think the I think looking at him is more of an Indiana Jones kind of character in terms of you know Indiana Jones does not always win. Like right. You know, it, it at least doesn't always win everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so like yeah, sure. Do I want to see Han get the girl? Some some yeah. Like I don't want I don't want to see him lose all the time. But like you know he he can't always win.
1: Right. At least to me, it felt consistent with that character, and I and i don't know where the criticism of that this way the series the series of events played out was antithetical to him. Like there, I I saw some people were calling, going so far as calling Han a beta character or even a guest star in his own movie that he didn't do anything except the Kessel Run. I don't know what what movie they were watching because you could tick off all the times Han really did save the day and sometimes was almost a superhero in some instances.
0: I mean, I I love, I love the fact that like he turned Beckett's plan like on its head. You know what I'm saying? So like, like he, like Beckett planned to betray him and Han knew that. So he, he played into that. It, It, it's the, it's the fun it's the fun argument where it's like i'm gonna do this but they know i'm gonna do this so i'm gonna do this but they know that i know that they're
1: right exactly yeah and i think like you look you just run down some of the, the things he did in the movie off the top of his head it's like he escapes the crime syndicate with you know fancy driving and you know uh, fast talk he gets demoted and he escapes the imperial army as a deserter he gets behind the controls of a transport ship and flies it enough to save everyone right then he plays against lando in a card game and only loses because lando cheated right he was basically he had basically um, b- won the falcon w- twice
0: before before that like he basically talks Dryden into not killing everyone
1: right he, yeah um he then of course the castle run is his kind of marquee scene where they are chased by a freaking elder god from Lovecraft or something like that <laughs> whatever that was was intense but even on the on the, uh, on the uh, mo- lightning colony he on, comes on up a, with all sorts of crazy plans
0: on a side note with that I love it like right before the thing gets sucked in where like all the flesh gets ripped off its skull yeah it was pretty cool i was like oh 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 shit got real yeah he's really dead no he's
1: fine he's fine oh no you don't bounce back from that one right like right. they basically kill like the only thing they didn't do to prove it died was have it shit itself
0: yeah, that one stings yeah um
1: and then yeah, you're right he like not only does he outsmart he comes with a plan to outsmart dryden he outsmarts beckett at the same time and then fucking goes good the bad and the ugly on his ass at the end of the movie yeah so the criticism that he was a guest star in his own film or didn't because i was looking for that i was really looking for that so if if there was any inkling that he was a guest star in his own film i would have been on it and yeah. i don't know what again i don't some of the some of this criticism was out there and i don't know what movie they were watching Again, like that's that list I just did off the top of my head. I didn't have to like rewatch it and take notes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, I've got a hard time to, to find any like major issues with this movie. Like, what was it the most amazing movie I've ever seen? No. I did like, I no. really enjoy it? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: I would. Yeah, I, and I don't want to oversell. It. I, it, it had its problems. It's not perfect. There were points in the film where I was like, okay, this is a little too convenient. Like how he and Chewie met. Like, okay, fine. They just have to meet somehow. Sure. sure fine. That's that's fine. Uh, uh how Dryden Voss keeps. Kind kind of show, showing up on that yacht once every time they mention his name. Like, okay, that was a little little silly, but not a big deal. Um, but other than that, I th- yeah, it was, it was a fine movie. It's just not, a, again, certainly the one I've enjoyed of the four Disney films is the one I've enjoyed the most, uh, and I've just enjoyed it all around so and i think i feel like fans should see this one right i feel like this is something that if the fans are ambivalent seem to be feel ambivalent or agnostic about where the franchise is going this is a good one to watch no
0: yeah no i i I think solidly this is just a a good showing i mean yeah i mean i don't know it's probably the number two film i I mean i really enjoyed uh force awakens so this is probably my number Mm -hmm. two but of the four yeah
1: but that's a respectable showing though
0: yeah it is I think about because i think i like this a little bit more than rogue one because rogue one was a little bit a little bit forced, a little bit too on point. Sure. And while I didn't dislike Last Jedi, I, I probably like it more than most people, you know, it certainly I think is probably the weakest of the four so far.
1: Yeah, and again I think that's the it had its problems. I think even fans of that movie, honest fans of that film, can say it had its problems. Yes,
0: it did. Uh you know,
1: the the ones who weird me out are the ones who go to the go to the hilt on defending the casino scene. I don't get that. <laughs> but 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 I right. most people are like I liked it, but you know it had its problems but I think the unfortunate thing is just i'm glancing over uh box office mojo numbers right now we're recording this in the evening uh on sunday yeah they uh, had a these numbers are they're bad they're just real bad this is this is justice league territory wouldn't you say for a movie that's over 250 million this is this is
0: Tough. This is a tough, tough, um, tough outing. I think it's a tough second weekend. I don't know. I don't know that it's an entirely like unrespectable weekend or like an un- unrespectable. It's it's running hundred and fifty so far. I think it yes. took Justice League like three weeks to get that far, three or four weeks.
1: Justice like League that bad? That's real did. bad. That's real bad. But okay. But either way, my point.
0: No, is No, it's to certainly it's certainly is a, right. a, a disappointment. Yeah. I'm, this is I'm, a I'm curious to see though if it like if it'll hang out around. Because I think word's getting out that it's like oh, it's not bad. You know, like you should go see. It?
1: I wonder that too. So oh, like, I wonder
0: if it's gonna hang out at like 20 million for a couple of weeks.
1: You know, I don't. I really wonder that. But see the way like Jumanji and Greatest Showman and there was one other movie that kind of hung around for a while. And they did really well. Like I am I was glad to see that. Um, I just don't know if a movie with a budget that
0: size. I don't know that it's going to like I don't know that it's going to make that that's going to make the difference. Right. I don't think it's going to like save the movie. Right. I'm just curious right. to see if it like if it hangs out for a little while. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So actually I, I was thinking of it more along the lines of is it going to save it and I think. That's, no,
0: no 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 no. I don't. I don't. That's unlikely. That's really really that's a, unlikely. That's highly unlikely.
1: Uh, Yeah. Now, will it hang around? Maybe. You know, I don't know. I'd be really curious if the word of mouth is... Is good because the few people I've talked to, most people I've talked to have come back and go, yeah, it's actually not bad. It's not great, you know, but it's not bad. I've really only talked spoken to one person who went, I didn't like it, and and their issues with the movie was not particularly clear. It was more like they're gonna pick on the continuity, and like picking on Star Wars continuity is really like punching a baby. It's just too easy and it doesn't do anything for me. It's like this not not valid way of looking at a Star Wars film. Yeah, because we know the continuity is a little messy, especially if you keep going back prior to the storyline of a new hope it's just gonna get messy there's no way to get that right perfectly
0: i mean it's gotten it's 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 kind of messy but it's not honestly that terrible like it's not once you once you recognize like what is considered canon and what is not correct yeah. Um, no, I
1: don't want to oversell the point, but all I'm just trying right. to make, do is make that acknowledgement that, yes, you can criticize it for that. What I'm saying is that's just not the strongest criticism of this franchise. Sure. It's not even one that I, I register with any real seriousness. There's a bunch mm. of other things that are far more interesting to talk about than continuity errors. Like, stop. Just, those, that's just too low of a hanging fruit for me.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: So I'm trying to think, was there anything else... I wanted to go over with this or anything else that stood out to you uh question the Wookiees that Chewbacca sa- saves on the slave mining colony were those the Wookiees from the holiday special yes or no
0: you know I don't think I've seen the holiday special in almost 20 years so I couldn't I couldn't say yeah
1: I I haven't seen it in a number of years it's more recently <laughs> than you but but someone had said I think that's the Wookiee from the holiday special like okay cool they got something out of this even the holiday special got a shout out of this movie yeah
0: I mean again though as long as it's uh as long as, as it's subtle I'm, I'm game
1: yeah no i think it was too i thought it was pretty cool seeing wookiees literally rip the arms off of people that happens that somewhere. was hysteri-
0: che- that was hysterical
1: chewie did rip someone's arms clean out of his socket and that was pretty freaking cool
0: i was like he's like i mean that was the uniform that would have fit me perfectly but yeah sure that's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, did, I did like it because like
0: it's one of those who's like i mean the guy just ripped someone's arms off i'm not i'm not really going to give him crap no because i do like he might rip line, my arms off
1: right i do like the one line where he was like don't look at my cards i can see your cards now i can see like i love that line (laughs) right (laughs) that might have been one of the few lines from lord miller's run on this they may have kept yeah but there were i will say this the reshoots were a little bit obvious at times there were moments where reaction shots just felt really pasted in and and but it did not bother me too much it, it did did not bother me that much. It happened. I was like, ah, oh, there there is one of them. But you know what? I, knowing I, I mean, what happened here, I kind of gave it a huge pass.
0: I, I didn't really. I really didn't notice. And,
1: yeah, I don't think most would. That's why I, it's not. It's hard to really find a. I, Fatal error, at least for me, to see a fatal error in the film that makes it kind of like write it off. Be curious if someone else has something out there. But yeah, other than that, I was just, yeah, that's just kind of a nitpick on my part. And it's not even
0: a big one. Sure. All right. So what have you been into this week?
1: All right. So I had a busy week, so I, I wasn't able to do much uh like uh, been been working at a magic venue uh, in downtown called Illusions Bar and uh, Theater and Bar been doing close up magic prior to the main show uh it's been going really well they've asked me back a couple times so that's how you know you did a good job unfortunately i destroyed a deck of cards in the process uh, so that was a that was a <laughs> that was a darn shame uh, but that's been doing well so i think if anyone's in the in the southern california area and they want to see live magic i would and you should check that out I've uh, been digging deeper and deeper into Shadow of War, and I remember how I told you how, like, the orcs are kind of really funny in this one? Yeah. Um. This is what's fun I came across, one of the orcs I came across was a character called Shaka the Antagonizer, and really the important part is the Antagonizer, because they, they randomly generate the names. They just swap them up, and they just get all different names and sure. different skins, but... But this guy is voiced by Kumal Najanani. Uh, Najanani, I think is, it's a comedian's name. Kumail Najanani. I, I yeah. hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Dude, it is such a refreshing break in the game because he he's so funny because you have all the orcs in the game and I think you've played it have that kind of British cockney accent yeah and they're all kind of just talking hardcore shit to you even when they're a little funny they're like just talking about the ways they're gonna destroy you and then you've got Kumal in the, uh, Kumail in this just being hilarious is like he's like an orc that doesn't quite have the confidence in what he's doing nice and it's. It's really funny. He literally said, like, you meet him, and when I met him, I'm like, I am saving this guy's life. I am branding. He is in my army, and I'm saving him. Because he still looks like you, you encounter him. He's like, he literally sounds like this. He doesn't have the, he has a totally different accent. He goes, okay, why would a Gondorian come all the way here to murder all the orcs? Not just one orc, not a hundred, all of us. Like, I'm starting to think the problem is you. <laughs> I right. was like, whoa. Who nice. is this? This guy is great. And then, like, he talks shit. He's like, I'm going to put your head on a pike, which I think is another word for spear. But it sounds really badass. Doesn't Head on a pike. And so I was like, really? Something like, I am going to take your head. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it when I get it. But I am going to take your head. So I was like, I saved him, and I put him on, on a bunch of missions just to see what his, like, uh, voice role sounded like. And and I was like, I'm saving this character. I'm like, I'm not le- this one's not, I'm not letting this one die. I thought that was a great, great find. Yeah, I'm halfway through the game. It is a lot of fun. It's much more challenging than the first one because when you got halfway through the first game, it was a cakewalk through the second half. Yeah, and this time it's not. Uh, it's much more expansive. It still has the problem that all the Batman Arkham games, the Assassin's Creed games, and this previous the predecessor to this one had. The missions are repetitive. Sure. They, they just are. The only thing that really saves it is that the orcs will not let you. The game will not let you spam a cheesy move to beat them the ai autumn if, if the ai catches you doing the same move over and over and over again the a feature will come up where the character the orc will stop you from doing it and and this text will show up saying you know this character adapted so if you just want to constantly freeze him he's eventually not going to let you do it so if you have to if you constantly try and jump over him eventually he catches you and throws you off and i appreciate that it makes the game a lot more challenging it makes the 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 uh or captains a lot more deadly and dangerous rather than just kind of a an extra strong orc that i can kill in a couple of seconds so that's oh and also uh, um a little bit of board game news baruch and i tested out uh not play tested the game's been out a while a game called space empire 4x and we played it for a couple hours at first we were a little frustrated with the way the rules were written it's produced by gmt gmt usually has a lot of good rules lots writes really good rules Every now and again, in their rule set, they missed something. Like in Washington's War, for whatever reason, they didn't print a sequence of play anywhere. (laughs) Not on the game board, not in the box, not in the rules. Not in the scenario book. Nowhere can we find a sequence of play. We've just kind of had to infer it. Other than that, the game is great. Space Empires is is just, there are times where, especially for initial setup, it's a little ambiguous. We figured it out, but we were like, that should have been way more easy. That should have been something we should have done right away and gotten right into the game instead of wasting 20 minutes arguing. Once we figured it out, once we got into it, the game is super intuitive. It's called Space Empire 4X. If you're familiar with any kind of RTS... Uh, or games like Sins of a Solar Empire or anything like that. It's basically a expand, exploit, uh, explore, exterminate. I'm not doing it in the right order. I think it's like explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. That's a 4X game. Sure. And that's it on a board game hex space version. So you got colony ships, mining ships, uh, destroyers, cruisers. It's much more geared towards building a fleet, but you have to manage your technology and your economics to wage war. And this is actually one of the better, more intuitive games to do this. I mean, a lot of games do it. Axis and Allies does it. There are other games that take place in space that do it, that I know attempt to do it that I haven't really tried, so I can't speak on with any authority, such as Eclipse Empires of the Void 2 and Twilight Imperium 3, 4th Edition. But for me, Space Empires 4X was the most accessible and I'll tell you this much, Baruch and I were working on it really late at night, and I had to wake up at 5am this morning to go drive out to the desert to shoot guns, and we didn't get finished until like midnight. And I still kind of wanted to play. And once we put the game away, I was like, oh, This is the when we got, I said, When we get together, this is the next game we put down on the table. We do this one again. Nice. And when I sent him that text, his response was, yeah, I was actually at the store looking for it right now. So, yeah, it's, it's a ringing, ringing endorsement. And that it works. even has a solo play. So it's one to four players. Uh, it, it's great in two-player. I have heard three players a little weird because you can gang up on one player and just wipe them out, which is always the problem with a three-player game. Sure. No one's fixed that. Four, I hear it's great. The problem is it just takes longer.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: and, and that's what happens when you add more players. But that's not a fatal flaw. Like, for me, Twilight Imperium is a three to six-player game. I'm never getting a three-player, a minimum I can't get a three-player game to that to the table. That's just too difficult. It's the reason why I got rid of the Game of Thrones board game.
0: Yeah, there's a reason cu- why there's a couple games yeah. I really want to play, but but they have that problem where it's like three players, like uh, yeah. Catan.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. I think um, that's a big fatal flaw. I think what I call scalability is super important. And if you can do at least two i don't care solo mode solo modes are in the uh really in the eye of the beholder but if you can do two to five two to six two to four that's the first hurdle you got to clear for me and then yeah. i'm willing to but if you can't clear that hurdle i'm really not in the mood to entertain the game yeah. especially a game like twilight imperium 3 fourth edition that's like 130 dollars. that's just i'm not doing that
0: Sorry. now now so in that... like in like 15 years i'll have a third person but you know right, <laughs> I, gotta right. Wait, I gotta wait for the kid to be like you know of a reasonable yes. age yeah by
1: that point he has no choice that's the whole point of having kids sometimes is damn we need a third player yeah sweetie right that's basically what we're doing
0: yeah um no, yeah, it's funny you mentioned like the rule thing like Becky and I had a similar issue with um terraforming Mars mm-hmm. which is if you haven't played it is a lot of fun
1: i've heard nothing but good things about it but right now i am not buying i've said this a million times on the show i'm <laughs> yeah, not you buying have. a new game but um, i i really need to start off i want to buy some new games but i need to offload games i know i'm not playing
0: no uh, yeah that's what, like i mean just if you get a chance to play it though just with someone it's a lot yeah. of fun one um, of the gamer
1: from apart part a guy has it and we'll definitely push to give that a shot i've heard nothing but good things about
0: yeah but it. like becky and i realized like halfway through playing like each round like the, the way that the way the rule is worded, like it's like, you know, you can like you can play two cards and the other person plays two cards. And we thought that was like the end of the round. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, man, I'm just I'm building up like way more resources than I can fucking use. Mm-hmm. And then we realized like, no, it's like you can play two cards, then you can play two cards and you can play two cards until both of you pass in a row. And then that's the end of the round. Ah uh, yes! Like, and, like, oh, uh, son of a bit! Like as soon as we realized that, it was like one, the gameplay went like way faster. Right. And two, like oh hey, look! I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm actually using my resources. This is. This is useful. Right. This is nice. Yeah,
1: that's the kind of stuff I actually live for when playing games is where we're like learning them and we're like oh we f this up uh right i i live for that some people i play with like they demand you get the game right the first time and it's like dude nope. come no
0: nope. you know what i'm talking about you yeah know yeah, yeah about. i know what you're talking it's about
1: try-hards who, like they want to win the second they sit down on the table and it's like i had this whole strategy based on what you told me and now i've ruined it it's like dude can we just learn the game right feel like the joy is like learning the rule like oh for me i don't you know this i might be weird it's like it's learning like oh this is why they did it oh that makes sense that's really fascinating here's what it does this is how it's thematic this is how it like you know what i mean that's cool but some people they were just like "I, i need to win this
0: to win it right now yeah no no no. i I mean i I usually spend the first half or so of a game just totally screwing it up
1: yeah
0: i'm the same way um so yeah so this week um so i went and actually i finally got i finally got out and and was able to pick up a ps4 very nice yes very nice so i've been playing (laughs) i picked up a ps4 to go play ps2 games uh i've been (laughs) playing (laughs) i've been playing kingdom hearts um I've also been playing on my phone. I finally got around to, to picking up the uh, to downloading the um, Final Fantasy 15 mobile game, mm-hmm. which is it. it's kind of ta- it's, it's somewhere between like real time strategy and tower defense. And right. I hate I've tower defense. This. Yeah, like I really do. But like this one's not really like it's tower defense where you're like, you know, you can build defenses and stuff. But like, I don't have to sit here and like fuck around with it. Like I can just build the stuff. And then like if I'm not around, like it just happens. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. plants versus zombies. We're like, that's the whole thing. It's like, right. I'm not going to do that. Right, right, right. You know, but this has been like moderately entertaining. You know, like I like, mm-hmm. like you know, one of the ways that you and I have, have kind of differed in, in, in opinions over the years as as time has gone on is, you know, I, I still enjoy like base building and like resource gathering and stuff. Sure. Um, And then and, and, and there's a lot of that in this. So I'm, I'm just having fun, like just kind of, you know, goofy screwing around with it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been that's been fun. Um, Other than that, I've been still been working a screwy I screwish screwish shift i'm actually like i said going to be up all night tonight because i have to work at 6 p 6 p.m to 6 a.m tomorrow good god yeah so mother of god yeah so i'm on one cup of coffee mm-hmm. um and there'll be another one in my future there you go but uh yeah yeah that's about it awesome good stuff all right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head over to thereforegeek.com. Check out our blog posts on our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and U- YouTube, and Stitcher. And you can find th- find us on... I uh, fucked that up with... <laughs> oh, damn. That cup of coffee's not, not working, apparently.
1: Not sitting well. All
0: right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head over to thereforegeek.com. You can check out our podcast and our, our blog posts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher.
1: <laughs>
0: so once again, I'm Andrew.
1: I'm the dude.
0: And you You've been listening to Therefore a Geek.